Hey everyone, welcome to the Gatekeepers Podcast. In this message, Billy Humphrey hits pause on the Song of Solomon series to share what the Lord is doing in the earth and what he is saying to gatekeepers, calling the congregation to fasting and prayer for end time revelation. If you want to know more about gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com slash gatekeepers. Enjoy. All right. Um, so there are three prophetic words I want to share, and uh, they're specific to us. And so um, I just want to, so there's a few things I want to put together for us. So uh, on May 11th this year, uh, I shared a message called Cry Out for Israel. How many remember that night? Yeah. Was that on your birthday? Awesome. Well, that night, here's what happened. I preached a message on intercession for Israel and the prayer movement that, God's gonna, that God has uh, raised up across the earth, but how it's specifically young people that he's calling into that. And uh, when we gave the altar call, so many people came down, and the, um, the power of God hit the altar, and it went into, like, really, really intense prayer and travail for, like, 30 minutes or an hour. It was, it was really, really intense. And I would just say this. In my experience, uh, I, have, I don't think I've ever been in a meeting where it was all young people with a spirit of intercession on them, specifically crying out in prayer for Israel, but that night, that's what we had. It was, it was so profound to me, and I've been doing this a while. It was so profound to me. The next morning, I was in the prayer room, and I was thinking about it. And honestly, I was weeping, and I reached out to Corey, and I said, I, Corey Russell, my friend, I said, I, I can't even, I don't know how to describe what I experienced last night because I've never been in a meeting like that with that many, just, just all young adults, all in travail and intercession, all crying out for Israel. And uh, it was powerful. And that was the time where we did a 21-day fast, right? And many of you participated in that. And, um, you know, I was, I was really blessed by that season, just that season of fasting and prayer, the intercession that we were experiencing. And it was off of that season that the Lord, like, really put on my heart and invited, I think, a lot of us to do a little season in the night watch. And a bunch of us came and did prayer meetings from midnight to 2 a.m. They just, by a show of hands, if you participated in any of those midnight to twos, just raise your hand. Like, just so many came to the night watch. I think our largest crowd was like 55. We had 55 people one night at the midnight intercessions, which is just fantastic. It was fun. It was the summer, and it was just like, well, just show up late to work, and you know, you weren't out partying, you're out praying, and it kind of looks the same in the next day, but hey, whatever. It was awesome. It's such a time of camaraderie and focus. And so, um, that was, that was me- very meaningful to me, and, uh, and so many of us. And I had so many of you came to me, and you said, this is awesome. We, should, can we keep doing this, or how do we do this more, and all this stuff. 
And I'm like, well, I've been staying up till 4.30 and 5 a.m. I'm about to like fall over, so I need to get a nap here, and then maybe we can do it again. But uh, at that time, we had this dream that had been given to us at the beginning of the year, and the dream was from Kevin Roscoe, who leads our base in the Middle East. And that base is, is a fantastic house of prayer. And um, they do like, I don't know, 30 hours or 40 hours a week. But they've got like 20 nations that come that are a part of this house of prayer. It's just, it's really, really amazing. And um, so Kevin had had this dream, and he'd had it at the beginning of the year. And in the dream, he saw three 21-day fasts uh, for our spiritual family at that time. And so the first one was over the conflict, and you may not know the geopolitical state of things, but there's a, there's a conflict between China and Taiwan. And so the first one was over that to avert war. And we ended up sending a small team, a strike team, to go to Taiwan and fast 21 days and pray with another group of folk to avert uh, that crisis, to, to, you know, pray that God would hold back the, the tide of darkness, that there would not be any kind of a, a military thing. And uh, thus far, there has been none, which is really great. So we sent a team to do that. The second in his dream, the second 21-day uh, fast that he saw was the fast that we ended up participating in for Israel. And you guys know millions of people worldwide actually participated in that fast. And if you were here, we ended up hosting on that Sunday morning a um, intercession set that was an hour of a 24-hour prayer meeting that was live streamed to like 10 million people. And so it was a really awesome opportunity for us to engage and lead in uh, intercession for Israel across the nations. Well, the third in his dream, the third fast that he saw was a fast for end-time revelation, that there would be a 21-day fast, a Daniel fast. Daniel fasted for 21 days, and an angel came and broke in and gave revelation. And it would be a Daniel fast for 21 days, for end, specifically for end-time revelation. And so we were praying into it as a leadership team. We were asking the Lord to confirm it. Uh, we thought, you know what we'll do is we'll begin to teach end times on Sunday mornings. Maybe the Lord will, uh, you know, do something, spark our hearts. And, uh, and some, of, some of our leaders are like, let's go ahead and call the fast. Let's call the 21-day fast because we've got the one dream. And I'm, I'm, um, I've been around prophetic stuff long enough to know that the, if the Lord is saying something, he'll say it multiple times for you. He makes it real easy. He, you don't have to like... I'm not sure if this is the Lord, but I'm going for it. You know, like, you don't have to really do that. He'll just be really, really clear. He's a good shepherd. His sheep hear his voice. He has no problem saying it to us three or four times, especially if we're just, our heart isn't to be dull. Our heart is to be sharp. Our heart is to hear you. So we're here to, and we want to hear you. And so he'll, he'll say it. He'll confirm it. He'll make it clear for you. It's, it's really, really precious how he does that. And so, uh, you know, we, the, we had this plan to do this end times um, series. We start the end times series. And, um, and so interesting how things escalated in the last four weeks. 
it's just been so interesting. Um, and you may or may not kind of have your mind around world events. I talked last week about how uh, the Prime Minister of Israel came out and with the Saudi Arabian prince, and they said, we want a, a historic peace treaty, which is very shocking. But you have also, in the last several weeks, you have a massive earthquake that hit Afghanistan. You have a massive flood that hit Libya. Let me get these countries right. You had another uh, earthquake that hit Morocco, right? Um, and there are, there, I mean, there are just a number of things on the global scale that have happened. And remember, last week I preached like a message on Matthew 25. We've got to get oil right now because the time is urgent. And literally over the weekend, Hamas attacks Israel. It would be within 36 hours from that message last Thursday. Right? And I said, we got to wake up. This is a moment. Something's happening. Creation's groaning. Things are going on. It's an, it's, a, it's an urgent hour. And I want to just say this. I am so delighted that the Lord met us with joy and praise tonight because you can be urgent and joyful. You can, you can operate in a spirit of mourning and travail and, and be in that place and then back into the joy of the Lord. And you, it's not that you are denying what's happening. It's that you are operating by a different set of truths. You know, the world is under fear and under all these things right now. And while those, I mean, it, there's a, these are fearsome times, but we also are operating by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're operating by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And we have, we have joy, he literally calls it joy unspeakable and full of glory that's available to us. We can live touching joy, touching mourning, touching travail, touching peace. We can live in all of that tension at all times. It's literally available for us by the Holy Spirit. So that happened this weekend. It's kind of interesting to me because at this point, it's just, last Thursday was, I mean, you could sense the Holy Spirit like waking us up. Seven days later, even from that, the landscape seems to have completely shifted, right? And so here we are seven days later, and we're staring down like there's a half a million IDF troops who are getting ready to do an all-out attack on the Gaza Strip. And I would just encourage you, if you haven't pulled up a map of Israel, just do that. You can Google Israel map, pull it up, and then you'll see where the locations are and what, what the players are. The Gaza Strip is this area that's right down by Egypt, and um, it's where about two million Palestinian refugees live. And I would just say this, Palestinians are not, uh, you know, they're not all terrorists. You can get this uh, idea that there's these Palestinian wicked people, and they attacked Israel. No, there's a, there is a contingent who are terrorists that are from Palestine, there's Palestinian believers. There's Palestinian people that want peace. Uh, and, and so anyhow, just don't, you know, 
mainstream media isn't always your best source for information because you think everybody that lives over there is bloodthirsty. They're not. They're not all that way. But there is a massive contingent that is there that are terrorists that live in that place, but it's not every single person. And, and the point is, we're believing for every single human to get born again. We don't hate. We don't operate the same way the world operates. Am I making sense? Like, you know, um, the, the enemy of the kingdom is Lucifer. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? Like, if you just targeted the guy that was the biggest terrorist in the New Testament, you would have taken out Paul the Apostle. So, uh, anyway, just saying that just so that we get a, a, a little bit broader view and a little kingdom, more of a kingdom view on these things. But this is what's happened within the last seven days, and that things have shifted dynamically. And, uh, and it's serious. And we have a friend, and some of you know her, um, Crystal Camacho, who was on staff with us for a couple of years here. And she is in, she is in Jerusalem right now. I talked to her today. And she's giving me an update about every 48 hours on what's happening. But, I mean, it is, it is serious. It is 9, it's the 9-11, but it's actually, percentage-wise, it's more than 9-11 for Israel. You know, you can't, it's not one-to-one. -one, it's like two-to-one, the, the death toll that this has brought to Israel compared to their population for what 9-11 was for us, or more than that. But anyway, I was talking to her today, and it's just, you know, it's just a really interesting thing. And she was there for a minute, and I'll just tell you a little bit about her thing. She was there for a minute, and the Lord told her to extend her stay. And so she extends, and two days later, the war hits. And so she calls Mary Beth, and I, she goes, what do you think? And I said, I think God's put you there as an intercessor. And, and she's like, well, what do I do? I, go, I think you pray. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. I'm in the comfort of my kitchen, you know, getting ready to watch the Bulldogs play. And she's all like, I, I, bombs are, I can hear, the, I can hear the, see the explosions. I know people who are, you know, their families are, you know, being displaced. They were taking in refugees today as we were talking. I mean, this is serious. It's no joke. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend, there was this news report that one of the towns near Gaza, the terrorists came through and they beheaded all the children in the town. They found as many as 40 children and an infant. So you're talking about real wickedness that is being manifest, demonic stuff that's being manifested to people. Well, that's, that's just there. That's just, you know, that would be like from us to South Carolina. Like, it, you know, from a, that's how far it is. It's not, you're not talking about a super far distance. So she's there. They're doing prayer meetings. They're, they're believing God for breakthrough. Well, there's a half million IDF troops that have now been called in and they are getting ready to go for a full-scale assault on the terrorists. And so we, I mean, you're talking about something that has rocked the boat. I, I want to be really clear. Oh, gosh, I got to get, get forward. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, trying to fill you all in so I can say these things with clarity. But this is not 
anything in the book of Revelation. People go, well, there's war in the book of Revelation. They're having war right now. Oh, my God, it's the second seal. It's not. This is not the second seal. It, but, but these are precursory things. These are birth pangs. Matthew 24, he says, wars and rumors of wars. Okay? Unto this triggering event, which is way, way more intense, and it's called the abomination of desolation. We'll go through it in detail someday. All right, so we had this prophetic word, and um, I was holding out for a confirmation because I didn't want to just call to a fast because, you know, we just need to call to a fast. So it's Sunday. I preached basically Sunday morning the same thing I preached to you guys on Thursday because after the attack hit, I got up, I had a message prepared. I couldn't, I just couldn't even get it out of my mouth. And I just was like, guys, I just told the young adults to wake up. I'm telling all of us, we all got to wake up. And so uh, we prayed for Israel on Sunday morning. And, um, and while I was praying for Israel, uh, son, the Lord began to speak to him. Just he downloaded him. And so he, he hits me up Sunday afternoon. He goes, hey, can you talk for a minute? I said, yeah. So he goes, um, yeah, sure, yes. I said, yeah. <laughs> yes and sure, yeah. I said, yeah. And so... Um, he calls me, and he goes, hey, while you were praying for Israel, I got, down, I got a download. He goes, I just want to submit this to you. I go, okay. He goes, I feel like the Lord is calling us to a 21-day fast for end-time revelation. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, and I believe the Lord is speaking specifically to gatekeepers that they're to lead the fast at 12 midnight, from 12 to 2, we're going to rumble through the fast just like we did over the summer. And he goes, and I believe it's supposed to be called Midnight Oil. I got a little chill just when I said that. It's not to just like over my forehead and stuff. I said, I said, did you know that I was waiting for a prophetic confirmation to call a fast, a 21-day Daniel? He goes, it's, the, it's supposed to be a Daniel fast. For end time revelation and getting oil. I said, did you know I was waiting for the Lord to speak, to confirm that we were waiting as a leadership team uh, because we felt like we're supposed to do a 21-day fast, but we wanted a confirmation from the Lord. Did you know that? He goes, oh, no, I had no idea. I go, well, I think I just got my confirmation. So since then to now, I've gotten three more dreams submitted to me that are speaking about this moment, this fast, a 21-day Daniel fast. But the last one I just got right before I walked in here. And I don't usually like to say who gives the prophetic words because I don't want it to be a thing where people are trying to be like, you know, exhibitionists with their prophetic words and stuff. And I get, I hear a lot of prophetic words. But this is us, so I just, I just want to just say it, you know. So Ava comes into my office, and she knocks on the, she goes, this is right before service. She goes, hey, uh, are we doing a 21-day fast for end times? I go, yes. She goes, well, I had a dream last night, and I want to I share it with you. So here it is. In the dream, she's going up an elevator and it's her and her friends. That'd be y'all. There's specific ones of you, but I think it means all of you. 
her and her friends going up the elevator, but the elevator's shaking. So they're holding on to the wall, and they're holding on to one another. And they get off at floor 525. 525. And when they get off the floor, they get to, it's like a dark room, and there's a table in the room, and there's these hands that come out, and they're holding these three bowls. Bowls. And there's light coming out of the bowls, and it's so bright, they can't see it. They can't see what's in the bowls. And the hands that are holding them are dirty hands. They're dirty, shaky, ugly hands. And her and her friends start crying because they can't see what's in the bowls. So what they do is they reach in their pockets and they pull out their keys, their phones, anything they've got that they're carrying, and they throw it on the ground and they start like stomping on it and kicking it and like getting rid of it. And when they do that, all of a sudden, they can now begin to see what's in the bowls. And what'd you say it was like in the bowl? Is it like, I won't put words in your mouth. Yeah. So, I th- and, I, and, I th- and I, that's what I assumed it was. It was oil, but you know, in, in a lot of times it's oil or it's honey because it's gold. You don't know, you know, in the, was it golden oil-ish or is it like motor oil? Oily oil? Yeah, olive oil. So I always think, I, when I go oil, I go oil or honey. I just, that's how I do in my mind because they, they anyway, in the scripture, they, a lot of times they, they represent the same stuff. So they get... So the dirty hands are removed after they kick all the stuff that's in their pockets. They can see now the oil in the bowls. And then they go to the bowls and they begin to drink the bowls, pour the bowls on each other, you know, laugh and play like kids in a sprinkler with the oil bowls. And they're enjoying it fully. And uh, am I missing anything? And that's, that's where it ends, yeah? And that's where you woke up. And when she wakes up, she has a knowing that there's a fast that's coming and that it has to do, a, it's a season of consecration for, it's about end times, but it's about oil and it's about where God wants to take us, gatekeepers. All right. Did I say it right? Yes. Cool. Let me give you a few little interpretive keys on this dream. One, they're going up. And I think that's our trajectory in the spirit. I think the Lord is, we're going up. He's been taking us up. We've been accelerating. We've been ascending. And we're in a moment, a current moment in the earth of shaking. The shakings are happening. They hold on to the wall and to one another, okay? The wall is intercession. Watchmen on the, holding on to the wall is intercession. 
Holding on to one another is family. We go together. They get out and the room is dark and they can't see what's being offered them in the bowls and there's these dirty hands that are holding the bowls. Dirty hands mean dirty works. And it's not till they get what's in their pockets out, what they're carrying, and begin to stamp on it, kick it, whatever, get rid of it, that now their eyes get tuned so that it's not so bright and they can see what's, what's in there. And then they enter into this calling of oil in the bowls. Now, we know the bowls hold incense before the throne, right? But there's joy in the bowls. There's anointing in the bowls. There's freedom and laughter and, and all good things in the bowls. Being free like a child. And so the point, I think, is, and this is what she said. She said, uh, I think the things that we're carrying in our pockets it's, 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 you know, phones, but it's also keys and just stuff, other things. They represent distractions, things we carry with us. But as soon as they destroyed those things, the dirty hands were gone. And so, uh, to me, it got, it, that really got clear as to this 21-day fast. And I will um, give you this. It was floor 525, 525. Well, a lot of times when you have a dream and there's a number in the dream, it's, a lot of times it's a Bible verse. It's the Lord giving you a Bible verse. And uh, there's two Bible verses that pop to mind. Sometimes it's the chapter and the verse. Sometimes it's the verse and the chapter that shows up. So if you go Matthew 25, 5, the, ver- uh, the chapter and the verse, 525, Chapter 25, verse 5. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. They're going up, but they come out and they can't see. They're, they're, in, they're in a stupor. And, but they're being invited to this floor where this oil's at. Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. And when they decide to walk in the spirit and get rid of the things that they're carrying around that's weighing them down, now they pop out of it. And they can see. And so, beloved, this is a word from the Lord. This is not, oh, I'm just getting up here and hyping something up. This is a word from the Lord. And this is something we need to take seriously. But I'm also feeling honored that the Lord would highlight gatekeepers that we would step into a 21-day fast and that we would even lead in it and that he would give it to us as a, like as an assignment in this hour. Like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And so we're going to, you all are the first ones that are hearing it. But we're going to call a fast starting at midnight in two weeks. It'll be the night of the 26th. We'll start at midnight. And we're going to do rumbles five or six nights a week. We're still working out the schedule. 
And it's a Daniel fast, 21-day Daniel fast. And a simple Daniel fast, I mean, just we just kind of say, okay, it's uh, no meats, no sweets. You know, that's, just, that's what a simple Daniel fast is. That's kind of easy. You can eat French fries and cheese nachos and all those things. But what Daniel really did was he didn't eat any, like, delicious foods. So if you hate it, you get to eat it. Glory to God. Uh, but here's our thing with fasting. We don't care. <laughs> you know, you come in and go, well, I'm just doing fruit juices. Great. I don't care. It just doesn't, that doesn't give you a badge of anything. It doesn't make you awesome. It makes you fruity because you're doing fruit juices. <laughs> it's just, it, it doesn't matter. There, it's not about how awesome you are or look if you're going to fast. It's just about obeying what God invites you to. And if you have a challenge with eating, with food, I encourage you, don't fast like that. Don't limit yourself in a way that's going to bump up against your, your, your challenge with eating. Somebody's like, yeah, I have a challenge with eating. I like to eat a lot. Yeah, that's not what I mean. Let the reader understand. But a Daniel fast would, would generally be something like vegetables, fruit, you know, if you, you know, if you have certain drinks that you really like, like coffee latte, mocha latte, all that stuff, you may want to like pull that down. But what I think is also very, very important in this fast, and, and I want to encourage you to do this in addition, to get off your social media, to shut down your screens, to get the distractions out. I'm, a, I'm, about, to, I'm about to shock my, my, my sons. I am a big Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm going to go no football. My son is... Hey, the Bulldogs for three weeks are end-time revelation. I'll take end-time revelation and oil. Thank you. And so uh, whatever it is, whatever's got your attention, think about it. I want you to hear the word of the Lord on this. Whatever's causing the oil in the bowl to seem too bright because something else has got your eyes. You, know, you ever notice when you're used to darkness, light is too bright? That's what, that's, that's what the dream is illustrating, that what our eyes have been used to is dark. The room is dark, and the light that God's inviting us to is too bright. So what we got to do is we got to get our eyes tuned to the light by getting rid of the distractions. Does that make sense? So, that's it. Two weeks from tonight, we're going to start a Daniel fast. We're going to cry out for end time revelation. We're going to believe God for breakthrough. We're going to believe God for the oil. I mean, can you, what if we, what if we really got a breakthrough and got oil, like heavenly oil poured out on us? The very thing that your heart longs for isn't another 
stupid video in your feed or another whatever. It's just not what your heart longs for. Your heart longs for transcendence, power from another age, beauty from another age. That's what your heart is beating for. It's what you're aching for. And God's inviting us to that. And in these kind of moments and these fasts, you know, so often I've done fasts and like the Lord will just give me a fast to do. He'll say, do the fast. And I do the fast. And on day 40, I'm like, it's global revival day. And I finish the fast and it's like, it's like crickets. I'm like, where are you? I didn't eat for 40 days. And he's like, it's coming, buddy. He goes, the obedience is up to you. The results are up to me. The obedience is on our side. The results are up to him. You know, he decides when to light the fuse. What we do is we get, in our, we get ourselves in the way of it. Amen? Amen. All right, well, that's going to be in two weeks. Well, there's one other thing, and I want to end with prayer, and I want to and just get the, and get the worship team back up. You guys have been valiant, but I need you to dig deep right now. <laughs> Two hours later, we're going another hour, peeps. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, so I, I want to, you know, I was, I was reminiscing about... Um, I was reminiscing about um, that night, May 11th, just in my mind, just thinking about how powerful and, and how unique that was and how the Lord does that for us. And it's not about emotion. It's about engagement. And he will, he will fill our mouths with a cry that, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have any other way. And I was just, it was touching me when I was thinking about that. But there is a... Um, there's something I want us to pray against tonight, and I feel like the Lord. I feel like the Lord is, would even invite us to just, just pray together for the next bit of time. I don't know, and if He breathes on it, great. And if it pops off, great. And if it doesn't, that's great too. But I want us to pray and add our amen. And it's this that the um, the leaders, the glory, the leaders of Hamas, the terrorist organization that attacked Israel. They have called for a day of global jihad tomorrow, which is already tomorrow now in some parts of the world. And what they've asked is for Muslims to, you know, express. So jihad is a, it's a normal thing in Islam. It doesn't always mean violence. It just means the struggle, the fight, the war. That in, in, in their purview, it's the... It's like how we would say, like, we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. They're like, we, we fight for, you know, Islam. They would say it that way. Most Muslims would say it like that. It's like a, 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 a war against, you know, the carnal nature. But the, the radical Muslims just say it's, it's just a holy war against all the infidels. That's, what, that's how they frame jihad. And so... Um, he has called the and, and he has called a day of of uh, jihad, violent jihad, against by Muslims in any part of the world. 
to just lash out in violence. It's, he's asking for a demonic manifestation across the planet. That's what he's asking for. That there would be that spirit of terror and violence, that it would pop off and there would be senseless killings and murders and all that stuff as a sign of solidarity with that spirit of wickedness that they are. He's asking for, do you see what he's doing? For a corporate agreement across the nations in violent acts to stand in solidarity with the demonic that's empowering them there in, in Israel. Well, I just felt like we need to ask the Lord to stop that. I mean, just really, they, on, not on our watch, like if they're gonna call for global jihad, let us call for a global power from heaven to shut down that terror and to bring about a peace that's supernatural. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message ministered to you and that the Lord met you. You can follow us on Instagram at gatekeepersatl. We'll see you in the next message.